listening to the New Century Multiverse, Panther Soul. of sin. Chapter 28 The Blue Flame Beatrix The panther and I gaze across the echoing pale chamber its walls lined with vine growth as the weathering of ages slowly works at the stone. This room, if I'm guessing correctly, emerged just now, not from under the waters, but in the open space to the east of it, so everything is dry and earthy. The sounds of the river soften as the wind whistles across gaps in the roof. It is as if the teeming jungle outside is holding its breath, though we can feel the faint vibrations of the ever-approaching army of Albion as they stomp across the land. We haven't much time at all. At the far end of the chamber, in front of a set of steep stairs leading up to a narrow passage, the blue semicircle of flame rises up far higher than I could have imagined. The light of it hurts my eyes. Perhaps the Cloudbreaker is in a hidden room up those steps and beyond. Either way, the walls and floor are too lacking in sturdy paw holds. There is no getting round the inferno, nor vaulting over it. This must be walked through. I'll go. You won't survive. Think of this entirely practically. Two of us stand on this spot. If you attempt the walk and survive, you may succeed, but at a cost to yourself. You may not be able to keep the Cloudbreaker from being taken by the lions. And I am just one fighter. I'm good with the sword. I'm not the best in the world. But I'm just good enough. You have far more faith in my- On the other paw, if I walk through and I am obliterated, then the last hope is down to you. And if, in the best possible case scenario, I walk through and live to walk back out, I shall give you the Cloudbreaker. And at that point, I fix him with a hard stare. You run. You may in fact be the greatest fighter in the world. I've not seen your equal. But your moral obligation is to the tribes of Rama. And this needs to be as far away from the lions as possible. So, you use whatever strength it may afford you to break their ranks and escape across the desert. Ride as hard as you can. You really will die for this, won't you? I really will. 
I can feel my voice shaking. For a moment, the black clouds of my past roll back and I can see a faint streak of sunshine. If I do this, I murmur, I will most likely still be infernally bound. Father Death will draw me to his skeletal breast and take me away to the netherworlds. But, crucially, what I leave behind will be a work of good. I shall be happy in damnation. I shall look up out of my place in the deep lands, and I shall smile. Let me do this, Kolo. He turns to me, then looks back at the flames. Too late. I detect a baleful scent I have been dreading and I catch the clicking of claws on the stone, just above the sound of marching. Kolo's face falls, and he moves back towards the door we came through as I spring towards the flame. The blue tiger, smothered in pink painted spots, is on me and dragging my body back. I turn towards Stardancer and slash, with the curved scimitar, but they are no longer there, and I feel a pinch under my sword arm, from which a coldness begins to spread. They dance around me as I guard myself warily with the round bronze shield. I briefly look to Kolo for aid, but he is backing up from the doorway as a horror emerges. I catch a glimpse of those glowing fuchsia eyes as a black cloak parts to reveal that hulking and shrouded leopard body. The hooded head of Marg materializes as wrappings whip about, gripped and buffeted by a clipped wind which seems to travel with her form. <laughs> I am a cub again. This is a revenant from an age beyond reason. The subject of a thousand unspoken fears. I must struggle to maintain composure and bladder control as I fend off her dances. Morgan! Kolo shouts. You are not coming any further. <laughs> oh, but, but I am. Morg assures him with a voice like talons digging into my spine. I reel so hard that I misjudge a thrust towards the blue one. My arm is so tired from the tiny blow they inflicted. But then I receive another to my chest and stagger backwards. Breathing fast is suddenly difficult. Kolo sees the danger I am in, but cannot break away from the advancing monster. He springs in towards Mog and with serpentine precision strikes at her face. I see the blow connect, but the wraith barely reacts. It is as though the panther is punching a solid wall. His paw springs off. I surmise he had expected this resistance, 
having seen what happened when other cats attempted to attack this one in the past. Most likely, he did not pull all of his force behind the punch, or it would have shattered his bones. With a giddying burst of unearned courage, I leap in to defend him, bringing down the sword against the horror's neck. It is a powerful enough slice to sever the head from the shoulders of any living cat, regardless of size. The old blade shatters, sending bronze shards tinkling to the stone floor. Mark grabs me by the throat and lifts me high. I suddenly feel a terrible pull, as though my entire life exists within me at this one point. And she is eating it. Kolo roars and springs up at that arm launching his full weight, shoulder down, to barge against this iron beam which holds me fast. <gasps> Something strange is happening. <laughs> I am now giving Mog everything inside me, gifting as though upon a sacrificial altar. <laughs> My mind wants her to have me. That's right. I hear a whisper inside. Let my mind into you. Let me take you. You are mine. Colo's barge dislodges that vice like claw. And I topple to the deck. Mouth gaping as indescribable, agony ravages me. Bliss that I now crave. Mog turns to her prior son as he reins up, blows upon her frame. Stop. Please don't hurt her. My will feebly objects as the panther thunders against this body, slamming fist after fist into her ribs and heart and face. He kicks at her legs, claws at her wrappings like a cub, playfully attacking its mountainous matriarch. For all the harm he is causing, he may as well be brushing her hair. The blue leopard stands over me, watching this with what I now see is dreadful worry upon their face. Put, Put your new, your sister, new sister to bed. Mother prompts. Star dancer hesitates, then lightly strikes at my chest. That's Coldness splits. I could not stand it now if my life depended on it. But I'm still awake. I watch Marg barely react to all these attacks upon her body. If anything, her expression reads disappointment. Kolo is tiring. We have lost. The Lynx Cup emerges from her hiding place in the passageway. 
She rushes past me, across the room, pausing to look back at Kolo, struggling uselessly. Mog turns her gaze from him and urges the young one on and into the blue flame. You must do it, my brave, clever, clever little thief. It is the only way we can keep these two alive and escape from here together as a family. Leah? No! Kolo shouts. You can't let her have the cloud breaker! The fiend clasps his shoulder as he now frantically tries to turn about. I can taste despair. This unstoppable, immovable force that I have now borne full witness to. With the added power conferred by the Cloudbreaker, whether magic or not, symbolically, she will reign over all with the true power of the gods. The faith we place in them, nothing will stop her. Listening to episode 28 of Panther Soul, The Blue Flame, written, edited, and directed by Alexander Shaw. Beatrix, performed by Loretta Saylor. Morg, performed by Maya Suris. Colonash Nash, performed by Alex Shaw. Make Your Decision by Dan Philipson of Shockwave Sound. Panther Soul theme, Zard. Composed and performed by Jason Bradley Livesey of Shockwave Sound. Witch by the Sea. Composed and performed by Darren Curtis. Discovery Hit. Composed and performed by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com. Moonbreaker Mountain. Shuttle Crash. Ice Dragon. And The Feywild. All ambience from Tabletop Audio. The New Century Multiverse is funded by Patreon. And our $15 sponsors get credit every episode. So thank you too. Aaron Lecluse, Abel Savard, Alejandra Vargas, Alex Brewington, Angus Lee, Benjamin Hoffer, Brian Novak, Cassandra Newman, Chris Finnick, Christopher Wolf, Kieran Dashler, Connor Kennedy, Dan Mayer, Daniel Salguero, Dan Hepner, Dave Hickman, David Sheely, Finbar Nicole, Frankie Punzi, Greg Downing, Jameis Enright, Jesse Ferguson, Joe Crow, Joel Robinson, John Clawson, Joe Gluck, Josh Waster, Kat Esman, Kevin Vahey, Lorraine Chisholm, Marty Polmeyer, Matthew A. Siebert, Michael Hasco, Robbie Crow, Sarah Montgomery, Tima Hellas Hario, Tim Rosensky, Timothy Green, Toby Skeels Jungius, Tom Painter, Trey Contreras, and Valencia Burns. 
For the maximum New Century Multiverse experience, you need to be checking out the podcast Through the Wind Door, where Greg Downing and Toby Skills Jungius talk us through each story like a book club and go into mind-boggling depth. I don't know about you, but I like having my mind boggled. They're currently up to Steamheart. And if you want to read the entirety of Panthersoul right now, it is available in a gorgeous paperback on Amazon.com. Alternately, you can support this project for $10 on Patreon and get access to all the New Century ebooks and audiobooks.